Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody, to Sports Daily here. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester with you. The IHOP hotline is open, wide open today, in fact. The IHOP hotline is 869-1240. IHOP, where guests can try the home-style turkey and stuffing melt, a deliciously comforting melt with roasted turkey, mayo, grilled onions, cornbread stuffing, mixed with berry topping, uh, and four-cheese blend griddled with multigrain bread and served with turkey gravy and a choice of side. Get that. Call us on the IHOP hotline. You can also leave your comments for us. On our video stream, which you can find on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate everybody watching. You know, we was I was trying to get Tommy to keep me up to speed on pop culture so I don't miss something uh, like we did with Argentina there. We went through the entire show Monday without even mentioning it. Jad, thankfully, uh, clued me in to the red underwear story for Patrick Mahomes uh, yesterday, but at the end of the show, I can relate to this. When I was a baseball player in high school, I wore the same socks every game. Every game. And it was pretty gross. So it got to the point, though, I, I, I think we've established that I'm – I don't know if I'm superstitious. I'm certainly stitious. If it's super – it's if it's not super, it's close. But – so I, it got to the point where those socks were so gross, though, that I would put other socks underneath and then put the the, the – non-change socks over the top of those socks so they weren't actually touching my skin. Uh, but I, I, I can I understand where Mahomes is coming from. You got a good pair of underwear. You're playing well. You win a game. I mean, you can't go away from that. I told you about my lucky betting bracelet. I I can't find it, and I'm devastated. Well, you uh, also, so I, I get it. You also can't underestimate the power of your opponent smelling you and the competitive advantage that you gain. There you go. From wearing the same underwear that probably stinks or wearing the same pair of socks that definitely He never said stink. he doesn't wash well, the underwear. I mean, he you said can, maybe if he has a really good game, he doesn't wash right. it. I, listen, I get it, man. Like, I, I got nothing. I, I understand it. it you, you know, it's just the way it is. You, got, you can't make that change. I mean, can you imagine, like, if you are – I'm thinking if I'm a linebacker, for example, and I'm trying to rush Patrick Mahomes, but I know that when I get to him – there's just going to be this Catch a whiff. whiff of like terrible body odor, 
I mean, think about the 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 smell coming from the same pair of well, underwear. You're talking underwear. You're talking more than game. just bo. Yeah, like yeah, that's ain't just bo. That's you, you got all kinds of stuff going on with that business. But uh, see, I, Jad, I appreciate you keeping me up to speed. I wasn't watching the Manning cast. I was not on social media, so I missed everybody reacting to it until Jad told me at the end of the show yesterday. I had no idea that that happened. Uh, so, Jad, you're also responsible, by the way, and uh, for keeping me up to speed with. Uh, these types of things that don't happen while the game is actually happening that I probably am not going to know about for a while, or at least I'm way late to the party. Jacob, I refuse to be responsible for your knowledge or lack thereof of Mahomes' undercarriage. Uh, Why? That isn't going to happen. Somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to pay attention to these things, uh, no matter what it is. I'm willing to pass the torch of keeping Jacob up to date on pop culture to Jad. If Jad wants to do it, he can have it. I don't necessarily like I, I actually I kind of feel like, Jad, I don't want to put that on you. I feel like, Jacob, you should have personal responsibility and accountability to find your own pop culture news. Did you know uh, you ever heard the term ignorance is bliss? I have. Ignorance is bliss a lot. You might be me. the most blissful person that I know. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I choose to not know these things because I have other things that I have to try to think about. But ignorance is bliss. Like, if there's conflict around me, I'd rather just not know about it. Like, nope, nope. Up here, everything's fine. We're just cruising right along. Uh, you guys should join me sometime. It's great. Uh, but but it's fine. Uh, we, we will get to those things. All right, so the news of the morning here is Deshaun Watson's shoulder. We have not talked about this this morning, and this just came down. He's out. He's done for the year. And I don't know how much it actually affects Cleveland, how much better he is than P.J. Walker if they need to go get somebody. I don't think he's that much better than P.J. Walker at this point in his career. Cleveland is so good around him. Like, at some point, I I wonder if Cleveland doesn't, even with what will probably be the worst front office move of all time in what they gave up, what they paid him, the fact that they guaranteed all of it, all of it considered like it's worse than the Trey Lance decision for the Niners. Is it time for Cleveland to like have another quarterback there and just deal with it? You know what I mean? Does it make any sense? Like, do you, let's say, let's say Kirk Cousins is available right in the off season and you're Cleveland and you know, your team's really good. Are you really going to take this kind of roster? That's really good and let Deshaun Watson be the guy. He just doesn't look very good. I mean, Deshaun Watson is— Anyway. He's 5-1 and one, is the starter this year for the Browns. I you know. know he, so, I mean, he hasn't played— Like, his individual stats are not spectacular. They're not out of this world. And he but, had, but the Browns are winning games with him under center, right? Like, they're 1-2 they're and two in games that he hasn't played in. They're 5-1 and one in games that he has. And look, I am admittedly jaded because I just think that decision and contract and it was so bad that I probably do have a little bit of a bias. And he's had a couple of good games. He was efficient and, and pretty good against Arizona. But even in that Baltimore game, like he was sacked four times. He threw a pick. He was, you know, he wasn't even at 60% completion. Like he, he just is not worth what they gave up to get him and are paying him. And he misses games all the time. And so it's like, okay, what what are we doing here? Like, he doesn't run like he used to. 
He runs a little bit. He's certainly better than, like, replacement value. I don't know how much better he is than P.J. Walker. That's sort of a tip of the cap to him. But it just makes me wonder, like, should you should you not have a, a big-time backup plan for this guy at this point? Like, at what point? And, and, and I think all of us saw it. At least I and it was like, this isn't going to work. They're not going to a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson. They're winning because he's ga- not they were good enough. He's hurt. Like, I, they're I winning honestly- games without him. They're one and two without him as the starting quarterback this year. They won yeah, a they game won a, and, and they won the game he got hurt, right? They won the yeah. game he got hurt. Look, I, I, in, I have I a different – I kind of have a different viewpoint on this. I Even though Deshaun Watson was winning games at quarterback, the, the, the future prospects of this team I don't think are going to be defined by who the quarterback is. You know, like I saw, okay, Deshaun Watson's out for the year. P.J. Walker – will probably end up the starter for the remainder of the season unless they go out and get somebody else. Really, even like with or without Deshaun Watson, it's the defense. It's the, you know, the, the way that they, like Miles Garrett, I think is basically the quarterback of the team. Uh, and so I, I think that they're, did I ever think that they were a legitimate contender? No, not really. But I think that the fact that Watson is done for the year doesn't really change what their projections are moving forward. I think they can still be a fringe playoff team even without Deshaun Watson. I don't think that P.J. Walker coming in really changes things all that much for them. I, I don't either. That's the thing. Like, I don't – like, Deshaun Watson, yeah, they're winning the games. He's got, like, what does he have? I think he has seven touchdowns to four interceptions. And, yeah. like, he's just not – he's just not – he's just not that good. I'm sorry. Like, he's not the Deshaun Watson he used to be. And so if I'm Cleveland and I do have this amazing roster around him, I can't in good faith next year roll into the season without a high, high, high-level backup for Deshaun Watson or consider something crazy like, what if Kirk Cousins was this quarterback of this team? Like, how good could we be? I think they could be really good. I think he'd win a Super Bowl. I mean, I do. I think their roster is good enough everywhere else to to be in that stratosphere. I just it's not going to work with Deshaun Watson and and, you know, season ending shoulder surgery. We'll see. They're not you know, they, they weren't going to get there this year with Deshaun Watson. I, I certainly don't think they will without. But Cleveland's got to just be frustrated, right? Like you, you got this just the best roster. I mean, has Cleveland in modern history had a better roster than this? I don't think that they have not since they left for Baltimore and came back. I, I don't know. It just doesn't surprise me at all, I guess, because I think he's he's he gets hurt a lot now. It's just not it's just not going to be the ticket to the Super Bowl for them. Well, and I think that you know, once we get done with Deshaun Watson's career in the NFL, and we we can do this now to an extent, but in retrospect, looking back on it, you're going to be hard pressed to find another contract that is as bad as the Deshaun Watson one. I mean, it's all fully guaranteed, two hundred and fifty million dollars, fully guaranteed. And the fact that, like, the, I think that part of the reason why it's going to be super difficult for Cleveland to move on from him is the cap hit is through the roof for him. If they I don't move think on they have him. to move on. I think you just might have to have two quarterbacks, and they couldn't afford him and Kirk Cousins. I'm right. just using Cousins as as an, as an example. That's not going to happen. But you might be able to draft somebody, right? You might be able to. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you do. I just feel bad because that roster's so good. Like it is. And they shot their shot, and it's not going to be the right shot. And it never felt like it was going to be the right shot, and nothing has changed that it looks like it could be. I, I just don't see it. Uh, but it's too bad for the fans that he's out because they just got him back, and they won another game, and they had the big comeback and all those things. And 
Lucy pulls the football out from underneath the Browns yet again. You know, I we talked about it, I think, around this time last year when we were comparing a, a worse contract between Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. At the time... Not even close. At the time, I was all about Russell Wilson's contract being the worst, mainly because it was such a disaster for him with Nathaniel Hackett a year ago in Denver, and we didn't quite know. I mean, Deshaun Watson wasn't playing. The Browns signed him for all this money, but he was suspended. So I think the thought was, okay, well, if he comes out and we get the Deshaun Watson version from Houston in Cleveland, then that contract may make a little bit of sense. A year later, Russell Wilson is playing much better in Denver, and with what we know, the way Watson has been playing in Cleveland. I mean, he's played 12 total games, and... The rushing numbers are not there like they were in Houston. His court, his touchdown to interception ratio is not great. I mean, j- j- and the fact that it's fully guaranteed, there is literally no way at this point, barring some kind of major resurgence when he comes back next year, to justify the amount of money fully guaranteed that he's getting. It's it's not going to happen. It's just not. He it, he could. I'm in. You got to consider everything that was happening when they did it that makes it the worst, right? He hadn't played in like two years. He was dealing with all the offseason stuff. It wasn't necessary to get to that level of guaranteed money and the picks they traded away. Like all of it combined, there's just not one that's worse. Like, and you and you can remember what San Francisco traded away to go get Trey Lance, but Trey Lance isn't costing them money either. Right? Was it a dumb trade? Absolutely. Is it costing them money now that hurts their chances to win? It is not. And so that's where this is. No matter what happens, and I don't, you know, I don't know the length of the deal and how many years. What does he have on it? Three, three years left. Three more. Yeah. And, and I think the bottom line too that makes it such a terrible contract is nobody in their right mind would ever trade for Deshaun Watson with that contract. Right? There's no, no. way. There is no, no way. No, no. So he is he's untradeable, number one. He's unreleasable, number two, because of the cap hit. You basically just have to eat that money and sit there with him right now rehabbing, or he's going to have surgery and then rehabbing through the injury. I, I think the best bet for the Browns, and you kind of mentioned it a few minutes ago, the best bet for them is to maybe try to draft a replacement that you that's not going to cost you a lot of money and, and then try to develop to eventually take the spot of Deshaun Watson. I mean, they're going to have to ride with P.J. Walker the rest of the way. I'm not sure that, I mean, I and guess. I don't think he's terrible. You I mean, could, they, you you know, could try to. Top level. But. I mean, we, we've, we've talked about the different quarterbacks that are out there floating around. I mean, I guess you could try to convince Matt Ryan to come back. You could try to convince. I saw that today. Philip Rivers. Not, you Matt, could try to. Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers do Joe not give Flacco, them a better chance to, to win. Flacco those to those guys in. aren't better than P.J. Walker. Right. They're not. P.J. Walker's better than those guys right now, right? Like, I, I just— Carson Wentz is I'll off the table. He went to the Rams, quite, so you can't sign quite him. Quite simply, quite simply, who would you rather have right now, Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? Baker Mayfield. 100% Baker Mayfield. I don't think they're, I don't think they're that far off in their ability. It's not even a question. Right? I think they're pretty close to the same player, except Baker Mayfield isn't costing you what yeah. Deshaun Watson cost you. And that's basically what they did, right? They kicked Baker Mayfield out the door to go do all this. Also, don't forget— you remember who the Browns had as one of their backups in training camp? Josh Dobbs. Did Josh Dobbs, Dobbs was yeah. in training camp. They traded him to the Cardinals before the season. Then the Cardinals traded him to the Vikings. Yeah. Josh Dobbs was on that roster at the beginning of this season. 
the Josh Dobbs story is just so good. It is so stinking good. So who would you rather because... have right now, Deshaun Watson or Josh Dobbs? Is that a real question? Uh, right, I know. I, Josh Dobbs. Like, when you consider cost and everything else, it's not close. Josh Dobbs is a gamer, man. He's a I, – I, I don't want this to be like I don't I don't have any like personal grudge against Deshaun Watson. I just like that there none of that has ever made sense to me. Like I'm just like why? Why? You didn't need to do what you did to get him. Like that was ridiculous and out of nowhere. And I I don't want to, you know, I I wish that football players got guaranteed contracts, but they don't. And and so from a business standpoint again, it's like what on earth were they thinking? And here we go. And it's look, he gets hurt, and who knows if he if he's healthy the whole way. But again, you can factor that into the decision because he was not healthy when they gave him right. the contract. And don't so you, you can't think, say, oh well, he just got hurt. He was already hurt. Don't you think on top of it too? I've I've thought about this from the minute he signed that contract with Cleveland, he would have signed for a lot less. Like he he didn't really have well, a he choice. Would have signed for he would have signed for a less lot guaranteed. less. What, for sure. Less like, guaranteed. Why in the yeah. world would you offer him fully guaranteed on a silver platter? I guarantee you he would have signed for a lot less guaranteed. And the real irony is, you know, a sore shoulder, a massage could probably really help. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, not, not that sorry, though. That wasn't bad. That wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Uh, Deshaun Watson's out for the Browns. We'll see what happens. That's a good team. I don't know how many. I think they're still going to win games. I think they're still going to be a challenge for people. I, I, I really do feel bad for Cleveland fans because they they deserve better than this. But it's what it's the hand they're dealt. I still think they're a fringe playoff team. Their defense is legit. Yeah, they, they totally are. Legit. They absolutely are. And and you know PJ yeah. Walker again. I think that he is capable. He's, all right. He's capable. Yeah. Um, the division is difficult, but I I think that they've got. I think that they could be a wild card if their defense continues to play the way that they have. And their defense just gave up a bunch of points, by the way. But that was to the Ravens, and and the Ravens are. You know, they're they're really good. Whatever it is, you know, I don't Lamar Jackson's not having his best year, but they're playing, you know, good offense collectively, or at least they're scoring a lot of points. All right, let me pull it. So you've had PJ Walker and we, we should mention, you know, Dorian Thomas uh, Thompson Robinson, who's also started a game. Um PJ Walker has been he's been bad, Tommy. I mean, you know, like they've both been pretty bad. PJ Walker historically, when I say he's not that bad, I mean he He's been bad for them this year. He's got one touchdown and five interceptions. So maybe we are overlooking the replacement value, and maybe Deshaun Watson is that much better for the team. I think in fairness, we probably need to admit that he is and has been better than the guys that are backing him up. But I think my point, I think this is your point too, that team isn't going to be dependent on the quarterback to be as successful as it can be anyway. It's all, you know, they, they're going to need to run the ball. They're going to need to play good defense no matter who the, even if it was Deshaun Watson. But, I mean, he was, he was better than the guys behind him, but that, you know, that's still not amazing. I'm with you, though. I think this team still has a chance to make noise despite it. But, they, I mean, it, it just sucks because now they, they for sure don't have a chance to win a Super Bowl now. Maybe they had an outside chance with Watson. Maybe Walker can find a, we've seen it from Walker. He's found lightning in a bottle in the past before. Who knows? But, yeah, I bet they'd like to have Josh Dobbs right now. Yeah, There's they, no doubt about that. They weren't winning a Super Bowl even with Deshaun Watson. I, I no, know you said outside chance. It wasn't going to happen. So 
I, 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 yeah, that was that was not anything. I've said all year that you know it's it's a handful of teams. It's still the same old cast of characters. It's still going to be Cincinnati, Kansas City, San Francisco, or Philadelphia for me. I don't think it's going to be anybody else. Um, I've always thought that you know Buffalo played its way out. Of course, we thought Buffalo might be able to, but all the injuries, it's not. I mean, I think it's those four teams. Who knows? It's been a weird year in the NFL, but it, nothing shakes me from that yet there's not another team that's like oh well maybe i mean i i even dallas i I, i'm not i can't put dallas there man like i can't even though they're playing as well as they have been i'm not gonna do it it's those four teams cleveland's not one of them but cleveland can win games there's no question they have been they've been winning games with this quarterback mess anyway yeah i'm okay with uh putting dallas in that conversation i'm not sure that they're at the top but i think at, at this point and i know that you you are a a tried and true PTSD Cowboys fan. I, I get I that. I watched them play San Francisco. I totally understand that. I think that they can be in the conversation. When when things are clicking all together for them, I think they could win a championship. I don't know if that will happen, but I'm okay with having them in the conversation. Well, right. Could they because of who they have on the roster? Sure they could. Can they because of who's over on the sideline? No, they cannot. That's that's where my PTSD comes in. 869-1240 on that IHOP hotline. Let's give away some movie tickets on the way out. Here, uh, sneak peek, opening of The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Thursday night, Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square. That's tomorrow night, by the way. We'll get you a pair of tickets to go see it on us here at Sports Daily. We'll be right back more after this. Can't get enough Chiefs coverage? Check out New Heights with Jason and Travis Kelsey. Free on the Odyssey app. Follow it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We've got Shocker Men's Basketball back underway tomorrow with the Myrtle Beach Invitational, uh, which opens with a game against Coastal Carolina at 3.30 tomorrow. Uh, Coastal Carolina is not great in the Ken Palm. They're down in the 200s. But Tommy Furman and Liberty are climbing the Ken Palm quite nicely. They're both inside the top 100 now. So no matter what happens tomorrow, Wichita State should get a pretty high-quality game on Friday. Um, and I don't know I don't know how the Sunday portion of that works. The, the, the other two teams that they could play – let me see if I can find a bracket – um, so they could, they, they will get a good game in the second one, the other teams in there and, and who knows who they could play in that finale, but Charleston, Vermont, St. Louis, Wyoming, I have not checked their Ken Palms. I can here uh, as we open this up, but Furman and Liberty in round two, one way or the other is going to be a good game. Yeah. You've got six of the eight teams in the field that they've made the NCAA tournament at least one time in the last three years, Charleston, Liberty, Furman, Vermont, Wichita State, and Wyoming. Now, of course, that doesn't really tell you much about this year, but at least you know that the majority of the teams in the field have at least made the big dance once in the last few years. Tells you, you know, it should be fairly high-level competition for the Shockers. It's hard to gauge, right? Like, it's 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 difficult to know exactly where they land I think this, this early on in Ken Palm. I think it's, I it's, think a, it's a good landing spot. I think for the Shockers to get a good idea about who they are. So I just checked. Wyoming is the only team of the other of the other four on the other side of the bracket, Charleston, Vermont, St. Louis, that's not inside the top 150. So the best game that they could get in the tournament will come against either Furman or Liberty. Um, now that would ch- you know, let's say Wichita State lost to Coastal Carolina, and one of those teams, whoever loses that opener, that Ken Palm may drop, obviously. 
but the the better two, the right now looking at the tournament, the best two Ken Palm teams are Furman and Liberty. So you know Wichita State gets that shot against one of them. Now based on Ken Palm, they should have no problem with Coastal Carolina. I I, I don't I haven't scouted Coastal Carolina. I don't know. And, and in fact, Paul Mills was asked about that yesterday, and he basically said all new players. You know, all all we really know right now is that their coach has won a lot of games. But they don't. But they but they're a, like a totally new team. So who knows? And Ken Palm, look, early in the year, it's not fair to just hold everybody to Ken Palm's either. They haven't played enough games to get a whole lot of data. But it is some somewhat of a nice like you know glance at things to try to guess what these yeah. teams are going to be. I mean, I have no idea. Most I mean, none of us really do. We don't even know that about Wichita State, by the way, who I think is better than their Ken Palm based on what we've seen. Don't, Just, you know, where they'll end up at the end of the year. Also, don't forget that Furman upset Virginia in the NCAA tournament in the first round a year ago. Um, so they knocked off the fourth-seeded Virginia last year in the NCAA tournament. Um, so that tells you, I think, a little bit about the high quality of play. And I, I know their coach was, I think he was rumored for multiple openings during the offseason, that coaching carousel last year. Um, so they, they do have, you know, some high quality talent on that roster. College of Charleston and Furman, both of those teams lost to San Diego State in the tournament. Uh, of course, we all know about San Diego State and making their run uh, that they did in March Madness a year ago. So, um, again, high quality opponents. I think it's a good landing spot for a holiday tournament for Wichita State and, you know, gives them an opportunity to go and play good competition on the road early in the season. I do like that. Yeah, it it is. I, I was talking with Brandon Zinner in the office about this yesterday. I, I feel like this tournament's perfect for them and what they need right now. They're, Wichita State this year, between Missouri and Kansas State and Kansas, they'll they'll have enough out there, right? And and I don't know what Richmond has been doing. Um, Richmond's inside the top hundred now too, so Richmond may give them another one even. But there's enough in this schedule, I think, to make us feel good about going into the conference. And and it got me to thinking yesterday, too, like if Wichita State can just figure out a way to play Kansas and Kansas State every year, which needs to be happening anyway, and then get like one more, make sure you've got one more scheduled against a Big 12 team or a you know an SEC team would be fine if it's Missouri. They're going to have enough in each pre-conference with as big as the league is that they'll be fine. So. You know, when we look at that, there have been years where they didn't get enough on the schedule. There's no question about that. I I, I want to say that this. I I hope that this continues. I think that it will. I think the likelihood of them being able to play Kansas and Kansas State now has gone up. And I know they've played Kansas State quite. You know, this will be the what the third year of that series. So it it does matter though because it does allow Wichita State hopefully to get some more high quality games. I don't know if, you know, Kevin Saul and, and Paul Mills can get them into the bigger tournaments, these bigger preseason, tur- not preseason, but you know what I mean, pre-conference tournaments. The the the, the Myrtle Beach is a pretty good one. They've I been think in they them before, take haven't they? I mean, like, I mean, back in the oh, Marshall yeah. era, yeah. they were playing yes. in yep. big time they, they were. holiday tournaments. They were. I think you got it. I think it'll take just it's a little bit of convincing to get them back there, but I think that they will. I, I, I think the strength of schedule, the arrow is pointed up on that for the future, but... For this year, this is just the right kind of tournament for this team. Well, and don't you think also that the importance of playing in a high-profile holiday tournament goes up because of the fact that the conference is not as strong as it had been in years past? 
because it, you don't have Houston is there. Yeah, and Cincinnati absolutely. and all of that. Like, so yep. you've got to have some high-profile matchups with teams that their strength of schedule is high. And if you can't get it in conference as much, you've got to get it in the non-con. And I know that's a big reason why they're playing KU and, and K-State and other teams like that in the non-conference. But you've got to try to get those invites to the kind of the major holiday tournaments. That way you can have a better strength of schedule. So just on that here, let's look this year. So Florida Atlantic is 25 right now in the Kimpom. Memphis is 26. Uh, UAB sits at 82, North Texas 91, SMU 94, and then Wichita State, Tulane, and South Florida, 104 through 106. So really, like when, when the dust – if this all held true, you, Wichita State would probably be in a strength of schedule probably, you know, issue here. Right now it's Florida Atlantic and Memphis. Now some of that's going to change, right, based on what everybody does. But I, I suspect that this year it will be top-heavy and then most of the other teams will be – you know, down a rung, sort of all jumbled together. So, yeah, the opportunities aren't going to be tremendous. And let's see, they play, do they play? I know they play Memphis. They play Florida Atlantic. They get Memphis twice. And Oh, no, they get them both twice. Okay, so that's good. That gives you four, right? That gives you four. Um, plus, the they'll have some games. They just got to win some of them. You know, you I mean, you obviously have to win them to make them count. And, and I think that they'll be prepared for that by the time they get into conference play. I'm really glad they have this Myrtle Beach tournament before, for instance, they go and play Missouri, right, or or whatever, because I think this will prepare them very nicely uh, and, and let them continue to sort of, you know, take those steps, hopefully up the escalator to get to the point they need to be to perhaps make a run in the conference, which is way too early for that. But look, the reality is we're going to feel a whole lot better or a whole lot worse depending on what they do in this Myrtle Beach tournament. I mean, we just are. Yeah, and, and knowing that once you get done with the Myrtle Beach Invitational, the, the competition level really is not there for a while at least. I mean, you've got Norfolk State in, in Richmond, which I know Richmond, you know, you, I think you mentioned their Kim Palm was okay, right? But other than that, you're it's not— inside the top 100. You're not really getting—you've got Missouri, you've got Kansas State, you've got Kansas. So those three games are, are paramount, at least from a competition standpoint, because other than that, you've got South Dakota State— You've got Southern Illinois, Norfolk State. Like the, the competition level just isn't quite there. I do like the fact, and you mentioned it, I like the fact that they're getting both Florida Atlantic and Memphis twice. Uh, and so well, that's going to help a lot. And you, you want to win, obviously, right? But even regardless of the outcome, you're looking at, I don't know if that, that would be considered a quad one matchup. Is that a quad one matchup? That'd be a quad two matchup, I think, for both of them. When Which one? For both Florida Atlantic and Memphis, when you're playing both of them. Uh, quad one, quad based on where they are now. No, I think they'd both be quad one. They, I think they'd you both know, be quad so one. So regardless of, regardless of outcomes of those games, you, you can at least, at least right now, pencil them in as quad one. So that is going to help. Yeah, they um, would be. Because you, your home games, if they're, between, if they're ranked inside the top 30, okay. qualify as okay. quad one. Okay, good. Okay, good. So th there, there are some opportunities there. I think to get your strength of schedule higher up, because like you just mentioned, that's going to be, you would think the the major issue come tournament time is what does that strength of schedule look like for Wichita State? As it looks right now, right? And, and I think a lot of this will hold true. They'll have those four games against quad ones. I think K-State and Kansas are likely to stay as quad one games. 
Um, I don't know about Missouri. Uh, where is Missouri right now? I think I Missouri I I looked into is Missouri. Kind of, 62. Yeah, they're, they're, They'd have to do some things yeah. to make that one a quad one. So, I mean, you, probably you're going to get about, you know, maybe six. Six quad one games. You got to make them count. You got to win some of those if you want if you want an at large bid in the tournament. That seems unlikely, and of course teams could play their way into the quad one, but you know it's probably going to be need to win to get in kind of a situation, which is what we knew anyway, right? I I, I don't know that that really matters at this point, but you do want to see them perform well, and I think that these games this week at the Myrtle Beach are going to be really nice preparers for what's to come with those big ones against Kansas and Kansas State. Uh, you'll, of course, hear those games over on KYIN, which, again, the first one is tomorrow against Coastal Carolina at 3.30. And then it depends. Uh, the next one could be either at uh, where we are on the bracket. So it'll either be at um, late at 8 o'clock. So you'll either be at 5.30 or 8 on Friday, depending on, on how they do in that first game. And then they'll skip Saturday. So they don't play Saturday, and they play again on Sunday, and the the range of times that they can play on Sunday is all over the map. So there's that. That's coming. Uh, Paul Mills talked about it yesterday. Uh, you kind of fly into these kinds of tournaments with a with an unknown. It's not like you have a lot of tape. All these teams across college basketball are new. That's what's so crazy, right? It's hard to scout teams right now. There's not a lot there for you. Uh, so it, that could be an advantage or it could be a disadvantage. I don't know. So I just looked it up uh, last season. The Shockers, they played six quad one games. They lost all of them. So they were 0-6 in quad one yeah. games a year ago. You've got to have a, a better uh, outcome than sure. that. If you're going to play, whether it's six or, or more, I don't exactly, we, we'll, we won't know the number until we get there. But right. if it ends up being six, you've got to have a better outcome than 0-6 like you had a year ago. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I would say, yeah, like six, seven. That, that's you know anywhere from like five to seven is probably where that'll end up. All right, 869-1240. The IHOP hotline is open the rest of the way. It's all Brockton Caster at Sports Daily. Congratulations to all our contest winners. Uh, we will continue with the contest. Well, we'll just keep going with them. We'll always try to give something away here on the program, so always make sure you're listening to us for your chance to win. We're going to come back. Last full segment here on Sports Daily right after this. All right, let's do this thing. Go! Sports Daily is on KFH.
All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Glad to be with you. All Brock and Caster. There were big college basketball games all over the map last night. I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of them. Uh, I did watch, obviously, the Kansas-Kentucky game, which we've, we've talked about and we can revisit here in a second uh, if you're just joining us. But, you know, we it, it what, a, what a great time to get just a just an unreal uh you know variety of games to to take everywhere with us and Tommy like that it just doesn't get any better this time of year Duke beats Michigan State uh Florida Atlantic by the way played yesterday they looked really good uh Marquette Illinois that was the other one that was the other big one Marquette won by seven at Illinois that was a true roadie for Marquette um SMU was in there. Oh, a Creighton, Iowa. Creighton takes care of Iowa. Uh, no surprise there. USC lost to UC Irvine, Tommy. That was the one that really, and that was a late one, so you may have missed it. But USC lost. After what we saw against Kansas State, that really surprises me. Maybe UC Irvine's good. I don't know. But UC Irvine has a loss this year. Uh, so that one was probably the most surprising. Kansas was the biggest winner last night, I would think. Maybe Marquette. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was a great night of college basketball. Yeah, Marquette looked really impressive. And what Shaka Smart has done with that program uh, is is awesome. I mean, they, they're going to find themselves probably, I mean, they're, they're already a top 10 team, right? They're a top five. They're a top five team. Yeah. They're number four they're in the five. country. They're going to find themselves, you know, one of the top teams in the country. They already are. And that's a, that's a big, gritty win for them to go into Champaign and get a win against Brad Underwood's team in Illinois. Uh, I, I was really impressed with the way Duke played. You know, Michigan State struggled, as we know, earlier They're in the out year. Of the they slow. they that's lost. What they that's do. what they do. But that's a that's a high profile win in the opening game of the Champions Classic for Duke. Kyle Filipowski played really well as he's done. Um, so we're getting into that time where you've got really big time college basketball early season matchups. I don't know about you. There, there might not be anything that I love more this time of year than holiday basketball tournaments. I love bowl season. Like that's kind of a close second. I think once we get into oh, that I'd put world, holiday, I'd, but I like holiday, holiday basketball like the, tournaments, the Maui way Invitational ahead of and the battle for Atlantis and like all of you these really other like bowl season. I like bowl season, but I like the holiday basketball tournaments more. I do too. Way more. Uh, they have my interest way more. I, the only thing that gets me excited about a bowl game is if it's Kansas or Kansas state anymore. Really? That's it. Um, other than the CFP, I mean, I'll absolutely. sit down. No, I'll sit down and watch the the Mayo Bowl. You know, nope. on a Wednesday at nope. eleven o'clock in the morning. I will not. I will not. I, I love mean, it. it. Might be on in the background, but when they're not playing for anything, it's an exhibition game. It might as well be a preseason scrimmage. Like it doesn't mean anything. Really, you think so? Uh, yeah, I always have. Now, certain no, teams get up on. for it, and certain teams don't. I have an interest in if Kansas or Kansas State plays because we follow those teams. But I don't have an interest if. If the season's over and uh, Arkansas laces it up against Baylor, I mean, a Baylor's a bad example this year, but if Arkansas and, you know, uh, Arizona play in and, and whatever bowl and it's not for the CFP, there's about a 0% chance I'm, I'm tuning into that game. Come I can't on. bet it. I can't bet it because I don't know if these teams are actually going to try hard. It means nothing. This is why I've always pushed for expanded playoffs, right? It makes more bowl games matter. You just expand it now to bowl games that are interesting. I mean, you're telling uh, because me they actually, you're legitimately telling me you're not excited for the Tony the Tiger Bowl. I'm not. 
Uh, I, I, I will. I make people this promise all the time. I'm never going to pretend I'm excited about or interested in something that I'm not. I know a lot of people like to say that, oh, it's Maction. It's just the best thing ever. I, I've, I don't think I've ever watched a Maction game, Tommy. Like, I've never sat down on, what what is it, a Tuesday night and watched Mac, Mac football. Well, I, you're I not just am not going to do that. You're not going to get into it for the Gasparilla Bowl? I don't care what the name of the bowl is. If it just depends on the teams, and if it's not Kansas or Kansas State, there are occasionally, occasionally, games that I think are interesting matchups that would get me in. Most of the time, they must feature a Big Twelve team, and usually it would be like the Big Twelve taking a shot at a big time SEC team. Like if uh, this year, well, Kansas and Kansas State are I'm trying to think it. So let's say. Oklahoma and Texas get through, and it's Oklahoma State versus LSU. That might get my interest. I might tune in for that, right, because I like to see the Big 12 go up against the big boys. But it it takes a lot, and it depends on when it is. And I'd much rather watch college basketball holiday tournaments because those games actually do mean something. And and it's it the, my problem with bowls, I love the fanfare of them. I love the events for the fans. I'm not anti-bowl game. I'm just anti-caring about bowl game, like, on TV, right? Because, again, you can't really bet them. That's a, that's a dangerous proposition to try and bet them. So that can get us into games we're not normally into sometimes. But it's just that they're not playing for anything. To me, it's a total exhibition. Like, it's, a total, it's no different than a preseason game. No, there is added stakes to it for sure. I mean, I'm— What? What are the stakes? Okay, so I, I've been – I followed KU my entire life, and it had been 15 years since they had made That's it to a bowl game. That's a different situation. You're a KU fan. I, but what I'm saying is that I, there are clearly stakes because, like, what's the point of becoming bowl eligible if the game doesn't matter? But maybe the stakes for KU are much bigger than they are for a team that I'm, I'm is in that in game general. because I'm they were disappointed. Like, that's, that's a measuring stick. For teams, I, whether or not I, they I'm make... not against the bowl system. I, I think it's fine. I just think, like, the, the sport would be better with more postseason games that mean something. No, I agree with for you. For KU fans, I agree for KU with fans, you. making a bowl game is a tremendous honor. And that goes across the board. I can't tell K-State you the fans. number of years that I was watching the, I don't know, the freaking Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. And I, you know, and well, it, it doesn't. That's where we're and different. it doesn't matter what the teams are. I remember thinking, like, man, it'd be great if my team to was me, in one it of these. Does, and that's, I think, that's the difference. To me, it does matter who the teams are. To you, it doesn't as much. I will absolutely lock into and be on board with everything about whatever bowl game Kansas and Kansas State play in because I care about those teams. Then, obviously, there's the CFP. Of course, we're all into that because they're playing for something. It's the games that feature teams I don't care about that I'm not going to watch because I don't know what the point of watching is other than it just happens to be on, which sometimes is a good enough reason to watch. Don't get me wrong, but I would rather go find a college basketball game that time of year. There's no question. I am looking forward, though, and I mentioned this before. I'm looking forward to the holiday tournaments like the I love the battle for Atlantis. Oh, That's just the best. I mean, they make it the best a, a, a spectacle. The Maui Invitational is always fun when they've had. Bill Walton on the call with the Hawaiian shirts and all of that. Like they college basketball does it right for the early season in, in season tournaments. I agree. And those games do mean something. They do like, you know, are they, are the teams as good as they're going to be late? No, but they absolutely count toward resumes trying to get to the tournament. And for some teams, like that's all you've got. Like, you know, if Wichita state's playing in a, in a really good 
early season tournament, sometimes like that's going to be the thing that gets you into the NCAA tournament if you don't win your conference. And, you know, we'll see ultimately what this version of the American Athletic Conference looks like, but I don't think there are going to be very many le- years where it's more than a one-bid league. Maybe there are years where it can be a two-bid league. If You, you know, it, it will vary a little bit. But the law of averages, I don't think it's going to be a lot. So these early season tournaments for a lot of the teams that play in them mean everything. On the other side, whatever happens at the Maui Invitational will not impact Kansas's lot in the NCAA tournament. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament. So for them, it's a totally different thing. You're just trying to play the best you can play to get ready for the postseason you already know is going to be there. So each reason is a great reason for those games to mean a lot. And incredibly high-profile programs are playing against. I don't remember a year where the Maui Invitational has this been so This is as so good a draw loaded. the Maui's ever had. It, yeah. It's usually pretty good, but this is incredible. Can we get Hunter Dickinson versus Zach Eady, please? Oh, like, can man. we get the Kansas Purdue game? I, I I need to see that. That is old school basketball at its finest. Eight six nine twelve forty is the IOP hotline. We'll come back. We'll tell you what's on the network today here as we roll forward with Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.